Hey, folks, welcome to a post-game reaction of the Everyone Gets a Trophy podcast. I'm joined by Randy Boone, and let's take care of a little business before we talk about the awesome 32-point Longhorn victory. But this business is a pleasure. We're going to talk about our buddy Gabe Winslow, mortgage man extraordinaire. He is a sponsor of this podcast, uh, among many other Longhorn enterprises. He's a diehard Longhorn. He's also had over 20 years in the mortgage industry. So if you're looking at buying Gabe is the guy to call. You can reach him at 832-557-1095. Let him know that Paul and Randy sent you, and he will make extra special attention to making sure he takes care of you. Uh, he has had scores of my listeners who have called him, and they've all raved about the service and the quality of the product that he delivered for them. So give him a call, 832-557-1095. Hey, man, we just won a big game. We're 4-0. Let's let's go buy a freaking house. Let's go, baby. So, yeah. hey, Randy, uh, welcome to the Orange House of Victory. What's going on, man? Oh, not much. That was a good one. Nice, nice, relaxing win. I like it. Heading into what's probably wasn't circled uh, earlier for a lot of people, but I believe you you called it, and I was a little worried about it. But uh, probably going to be a pretty big game next week. Kansas is a big game. They're going to be certainly a top twenty team. And uh, Texas will be what? Three? Yeah, probably still be three. I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. Unless something weird happens. But all right. Well, we had talked about this is going to be a sensational weekend of college football, and it delivered, and is probably still delivering. I'm not watching uh, some of the night games, uh, but Texas delivered in a big way on the road in Waco. Uh, Probably the most amusing thing to me throughout the game was that as Baylor is getting their ass kicked, their players are still chirping and pushing guys and flexing. <laughs> Very odd. Uh, I Maybe uh, Dave Aranda would like to see that kind of enthusiasm given to the game plan and, and their actual level of play instead of uh, talking trash after the play. But Texas delivers the, the final victory on the road in Waco. And we're, gonna, we're not going to see the Baylor Bears again maybe ever in the regular season, uh, maybe a bowl sometime, who knows, but, uh, adios to the bears. Any, any thoughts? Let's just, we'll start with, uh, you want to start with, uh, the defense. Let's start with the superlatives. Yeah, they played well again. Um, I mean, that, well. that may be the most aggressive that I've seen them in reestablishing the line of scrimmage in the Sarkeesian Kwiatkowski era. I mean, those dudes were four yards in the backfield. I mean, it was. It, it, I don't. I don't know what the trigger was to get that in the game plan, but that was obviously the game plan, and they executed perfection. I mean, they they lived in the Baylor backfield. It it, it was one hundred percent. They are not going to outrun outside zone. We're not going to stand and dance with them and try to figure yes. out and play two gaps. You're better athletes than the guys across from you. You're stronger than the guys from across from you. Destroy them. Get in the backfield and inflict negative plays. Yeah. And even the times you overran it, you know, I mean, you overran it, but you slowed the running back down enough to where the next guy's coming off his block and he's right there. I mean, it, it was multiple times. There were three guys in the backfield. I mean, it was, it was pleasure to see. That's, that's sort of my, my style of defense. Um, and I think I kind of touched on it last week where I thought we were maybe a little bit too in tune to the choreographed um, X's and O's what we saw on the whiteboard instead of just playing football. And I'm sure what they did today is what they saw on the whiteboard. 
Uh, but they played some serious football and just basically they kicked the Baylor offensive line's ass for four quarters. Multiple guys, Byron Murphy, Tavondre Sweat, Alfred All Collins, Vernon Broughton. Talk about a game plan that suited him. He was doing swim moves on rundowns off the line of scrimmage yeah. and just freaking he was in, he was like getting to the back as the quarterback's handing the ball off a, yeah. couple, a couple of times. Uh, phenomenal performance by those guys. The pass rush was outstanding. Byron Murphy was an animal inside. He recovered from his stomach flu, apparently. And uh, Tavondre Sweat made some, like, holy shit, this guy's looking to get paid in the NFL plays. Yeah, he, he made a couple plays on, on some outside zones that were, you know, I mean, he had to run it down 20 yards from where he started. Yeah. And he's fighting a block off the whole the whole time. I mean, he, I mean, he, he, he played extremely well tonight, I thought. Yeah, I, I mean, I have multiple superlatives written down in my notes. Several of them just say, wow, <laughs> penetration yeah. or wow, yeah, no. sweat. Uh, one of them, sweat, he had a little series where he got a TFL, basically not splitting a double team, just taking it on and then pushing both guys back into the back. And then he had another play on a pass play, which was really impressive where he pushed back his guy, like honest pass rush. He didn't try to, uh, you know, take a gap. And then when he he saw the quarterback about to throw, he timed it and got his big hand up there and just batted it down. And then just walked off nonchalantly, didn't even like celebrate. Like, so the, the announcers weren't sure what happened. You know, typically a D line's like, I did that. I did that. So that was just like, I expected to do that. And he just walked off. Yeah. No, I know exactly <laughs> what player you're talking about. It was awesome. He's just it like, was. all right, I'm going to go sit down now. Uh, the stats, the stats, Randy, don't really convey the de defensive <laughs> dominance unless you dig a little deeper. Because what you're going to see is, oh, Baylor threw for 305 yards and they had 365 yards. Well, they threw for 305 yards on 53 attempts, which, which ain't good. Uh, and they ran for 60 yards on 31 attempts at halftime. Baylor had 17 carries for 11 yards. Yeah, uh, no, it was thorough dominance. On a per-play basis, because Baylor ran so many plays, they averaged around four yards per play, which is terrible. And... Got a little rock music cue up in my uh, headphones. Sorry. Don't go on ESPN, Ever. They freaking run video ads at you like a. It's like they're going out of style. Yeah, that. that was what was happening to me before we got on. I was like, I don't know where where where's this coming from. But yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, so that was the per yard average. So, and then also on money downs, right? This is an important thing we'd all talked about in the preseason during the season. Baylor was six of twenty three combined on third and fourth down. One of five on fourth down. Uh, that's terrible. That's that's 26%. In addition, they were gifted the ball, literally gifted the ball on the Longhorn 21-yard line and the Longhorn 19-yard line. And from those two gifts, they got a grand total of three points. Three points. So I can't rave enough about the defense. If uh, I, I think, I mean, the game was decided when the two teams walked out on the field, but if you want to get intergame and talk about a decisive moment, fourth and two midfield, Texas is up 21 to three in the first half. 
Sweat and Murphy absolutely dominate, basically both being double-teamed playside, and Baylor runs for zero yards, and Texas gets the ball. Yep. The game's over at that point. I mean, the game was over when they walked out of the tunnels. No, uh, I agree. But uh, very impressive. Did you notice how many snaps Derek Williams got? He was in there a lot. He was, the, um, he was in there basically as like a co-starter. Yeah, he, he was in there a lot. Um, he's hard to miss. It, when he's in there, he's moving quickly and doing <laughs> yes. aggressive things. I don't there know that a... it's necessarily always the correct thing, but he's he's he he is noticeable. All I know is that which is a... great. I love it. Like, hey man, yeah, just go balls to the wall, get in there, and hey, they they can coach you up next week. But uh, there, but yeah, no, there... he's noticeable. There's an 18 year old dude that if you threw a Dallas Cowboys uniform on him. He would not look out of place. No, no, no. And he's, he's running not. around, covering ground, and he's about 6'2", 210, and guys are getting blown up, and he's ranging sideline to sideline like a madman. Um, I didn't see him bust anything, so I'm assuming no. he, he did well. No. I mean, but, I don't think we really – I mean, what, he had one big post pattern, which, yeah. I mean, just – hey, whatever. That's just well, – Thank, thanks for the review there on that refs, by the way. Um, yeah, but, uh, no kidding. Uh, but anyway, I mean, that's to be expected. I, I don't even care. But I mean, that's really the only defensive play in my head that and I'd have to go back and look and see really what happened on it. But I mean, in terms of something that appeared to be a hey, we got beat or miscommunication, that's really the only play of the whole game that well, sticks out to me. Well, and, and to your point, uh, not only was the defense super intense, they were focused. They were dialed in. Yep. How many Baylor screens did you see get sniffed out instantaneously? I, I actually mentioned this to my wife. I said, for a defensive line that has completely dominated and lived in the backfield, there's been two or three plays where they literally took three steps and we're like, wait, hold on, something's off. Yep. And you, I mean, it, I mean, I, I don't fault the Baylor OC for calling it. It's like, I mean, Jesus, I mean, these dudes are taking the snap with the quarterback. Like, I mean, we got to get the screen game going. And they tried multiple, multiple times and different variations and everything. And every time they did, it, at least two of our guys recognized it immediately. I mean, I, I, I mean, chalk it up to football instincts or great coaching for for knowing that Baylor was going to probably come with it or whatever. But it's just it's very rare that you see those two things happen in the same game without at least one of them popping uh, where the defensive line's living four yards in the backfield and they're recognizing the screen game at the same time. Yeah, I got to call out Ethan Burke snuffed out one of them like yep. right away, uh, and then Anthony Hill on he a third really third well. Third and 10, he's out there on the edge being told, go get him, young fella. And he takes two steps up the field, feels it, and he actually came from the other side of the field and snuffed out a tight end screen to the weak side. He was not on that side, Randy, is what I'm saying. Yep. So he felt it, ran across the field laterally at an angle, and then basically just tackled the guy the instant the ball hit his hands. Uh, very impressive. And also to that point, one defensive penalty and that defensive penalty was debatable in my opinion, Michael Taft, pass interference. 
Oh, uh, yeah. No, I was trying to remember what it was. Yeah, that was definitely not P.I. That's it. That's how they it, got the I mean, field goal. It, he probably got into him a little bit, but the ball was also in third row of the stands. Yeah, and they were hand fighting. Like The, 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 the hand yeah. fighting was initiated by the offensive player. Hmm. So my thought on pass interference is, look, who initiates the hand fighting? If it's the defender, then as the offensive player, you have the right to fight through it, right? If the offensive player initiates the hand fighting, you can't call the defender for fighting back. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I, I will it's, say it's this. probably not um, the rules. That those, this is my opinion. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I agree with what you're saying, but I, I will say this. That same official threw a flag um, on a PI against Baylor uh, on Worthy in the corner of the end zone there uh, that I thought was pretty ticky tack as well. So a little weak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, that's a great segue. Is there anything else on the D we want to talk about before we hit the O flat out dominating performance about all I got to say. Awesome performance again. Yep. Pete Kwiatkowski, Texas is four. No Pete's four. No. Yes. He, the, mm -hmm. the grievance I've had with him and it's a justified grievance. So all of y'all shut up, save it. Uh, was we didn't always game plan the bad offenses, right? And we didn't take away the, the little comfort things they like to do. Pete Kwiatkowski was like, Baylor's not running outside zone. Baylor's not running their screen game. And they're going to take some deep, deep shots, and they got to make awesome throws uh, if they want to hit those. So I'm going to take away all that. I don't know if you saw this or noticed this. We saw a little appearance of the Bill Belichick 6-1 on downs mm -hmm. that Pete thought might be an outside zone run play. No, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. I, I, yeah. mean, I, had kid, I had kids running around doing all kinds of random stuff. But uh, yeah, well, we, we weren't. Did we show we that early? Did we show that earlier? Was that? We showed it in the first half quite a bit. Okay. I've checked it out. That, that's and then, interesting. And then that became an automatic play action deep shot for Baylor. Hmm. And so then we started just mixing it up. And then, I mean, honestly, that was a Jimmy's and Joe's yes. thing. But I, it was neat to see Pete just be like, hey, you're not going to run outside zone. I understand that it's in your game plan. I understand you think you're going to run outside zone and yeah. you're going to play action off it and all your stuff. That's just like not going to happen. So y'all go ahead and turn to page two and let's see what you got. Yep. No, I mean, pretty I, awesome, man. Great game plan. Great execution. Complete right, dominance. Before we talk offense, because I want to end happy, let's talk about special teams because that was a disaster. Uh, wasn't, wasn't the greatest. We, we put three balls on the ground in the kick return game. And two of them were recovered by the opponent, uh, basically on our 20. Yep. Keelan Robinson recovered his own fumble on the kickoff return. Um, and frankly, it's a bummer, not only for numerous reasons, because it can like lose you a football game, but it overshadowed some other really nice special teams plays. Did you see the, the kick coverage hit by Trey Wisner? Crushed him. 180-pound... Absolutely like, crushed him. That was awesome. Oh my the guy's a football player. I, I like, like it. I was like, who's that? Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah, okay. I know that guy. Yeah. When, no, when he was, did it, a, he was a missile. He was a missile. And by the way, that speaks to football playerness. So I'm gonna keep my eye on Mr. Wisner. Not because I understand he can catch the ball and he's like a, a Keelan Robinson type. I was back, gonna say, so but, he he he's the um oh, where's he from? Why can't Soto. Soto guy. Yeah. That he was a running back, quote unquote. But then last year he played a lot of like slot type stuff or whatever. But in the state nah, championship, I mean, DeSoto, 
flexed him out almost yeah. the entire game, and he was basically the one of the most. He was yeah. sort of the decisive guy in that game. I mean, if if he's that versatile on offense and he can play that good on special teams and continue to make plays like that, I think he's got a uh, a pretty good uh, pretty good claim to a spot on the roster moving forward for sure. Also, sideshow Burt clanked a chip shot, basically an extra point field goal. He did. I wasn't real thrilled about the protection on that one. Oh, is that what happened? We didn't block it very well. I mean, okay. I know his he's not supposed to see that, but um, he, anytime, he a, <laughs> anytime a kicker misses to the opposite side of where the pressure comes from, I'm going to go ahead and hypothesize that uh, he probably saw it. But yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't the greatest block one that you've ever seen if you go back and watch it. All right. Well, thank you for your keen eye on that one because I did not notice that. Are you worried that recent events have derailed your retirement plans? It certainly made us reassess all aspects of ours. And that's why we're proud to offer our listeners a chance to work with David McClellan, a fiduciary financial advisor from Forum Financial. David's practice specializes in financial life coaching and retirement planning. And right now, he's offering free consultations for our listeners if you mention the podcast. As part of this consultation, David can help you understand your financial freedom number and what that means to you in assessing your future financial plans. If you want to build wealth, if you want to make optimal decisions within your financial life, David is someone you need to talk to. You can reach him at 312-933-8823. Once again, that's David McClellan at 312-933-8823. He's located in Austin, Texas, but he's got a nationwide clientele. Do yourself a favor and get some great financial advice for free and see if you might want to work with Mr. McClellan. I think you'll be happy with your phone call. Uh, I did notice the Texas Longhorn offense uh, acclimate themselves and then proceed to move up and down the field at will with big chunk gains. 503 yards of offense on 59 plays, eight and a half yards per play. And that was oh. headlined by Quinn Ewers. We got good Quinn. We got crew cut, uh, crew cut yep. Quinn today. He was what... 18 of 23 for 293 yards. Yeah, and he I ran got, for a got... touchdown, threw for a touchdown. Yeah, we got, we got two mullet Quinn plays that I saw. Yes, <laughs> yes. The, the almost interception. The almost interception and the screen pass where uh, Brooks had to one-hand it off the sideline and go. But, but That was unbelievable that, by Jonathan, but other than by that. Other than that, he played one hell of a game. He was awesome. What uh, what was he five five incompletions? Five incompletions, and I mean, he was throwing at depth. I mean, he no, he, he, gets, he yeah, he, th there were some complicated throws in there. JT he, Sanders throw that, and catch. Yeah, that one hand catch there was pretty stupid. Throw was pretty sweet as well. Oh no, it was a great throw. I'm, but I, the I mean, freaking catch, yeah, Lord. Just, yeah, that, that was impressive. He threw a nice ball to Jonte Cook. Jonte stumbled a little and cost himself a touchdown. He would have probably scored there. There was another yeah. play where something may stumble and probably would have scored. Might have been Brooks on one of his runs. Can't remember. Yeah. What's Worthy's quarterback rating right now? Like Very high. 600 or something? <laughs> like, that dude throws a damn good football. Like, he throws a great ball. In, in, the, in addition to everything else he does. It's like it's he, he led him to the sideline, like anything that you want your quarterback to do. Like, you know, he all on that. I just like nailed it. That was on JT Sanders. He kind of stumbled and bumbled yeah. a little. Maybe he that was the play I was saying, but that yeah, was that the play was I was it. saying about. Yeah, that was he should have scored. Yeah, he should have scored. 
Yep. But yeah, no, he threw it, and I was like, yeah, you let him to the sideline, like everything you want him to do, like don't make him catch it over the shoulder. But no, Quinn, Quinn played an outstanding game. I thought in Jonathan addition to, Brooks. In addition to, and I'll get your take on this. Yeah. Um, did it seem to you like maybe he had a little more leeway at the line of scrimmage? You know what? Or at least, or at least some check with me stuff. Uh, it's hard. Wanna... To, it's hard to know that, like, without being out there knowing. I wondered that for a moment on a couple of plays, but I also wasn't sure if they were just getting a different play from a side the sideline. Yeah, it's possible as well. Tell. Yeah. Um. Something to be mon- something to monitor, though, right? Yeah. No, I mean, that just speaks to Sark's trust in him. Hey, I, I got to praise the O line on pass protection. For the most part, I'll say this: when it was good, it was perfect. And they had a couple of slips, but some of that was holding onto the ball. Quinn was kind of weak in the pocket one time and sort of sacked himself. Uh, he didn't, I know exactly what player you're talking about there. You know yes. what I'm talking about? You're, no, you're correct on that one. Was on him, in my opinion. He didn't. He that, didn't sort him. through the chaff yeah, very no, that, forcibly. That, that one could have been thrown away and or checked down or, or whatever, but it it should not have been a sack. It wasn't the. You know, I think we got this picked up. Oh, holy shit! There's a guy in my face. Type sack like no. that one. That one should have been handled by him. You're right. Yeah, uh, there were a couple of other moments. Baylor just didn't have the ability to impose themselves. I no. did think early they stalemated our run game. Brooks had a nice that beautiful forty yard run. That was Jonathan Brooks. That wasn't. I mean, they did a nice job sealing it off, like the the <laughs> tight end and the play side receiver, but the O line didn't. Actually, they actually missed their blocks. Brooks had to break a tackle at the line of scrimmage. Was that his best game so far? Jonathan Brooks? In your opinion? I, in my, I think so. Given the competition level, yeah. I I, I mean, Wyoming was... It was a good... Wyoming to, me, Wyoming to me was more of one big run and some solid ones. This one, I think he did a whole lot more to help the offensive line. You know what? He ran the offensive line better. Yeah. You're right. You nailed he, it. He, I mean, he, he avoided a couple losses... Yes. Um, open. You know, I I think that was the. Let me. I won't say it's the best game he's played. I'm gonna say it's the most impact he's had on the running game, of him like himself affecting the running game. I I think that you nailed it. That's perfectly said. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh, I know exactly the play you're talking about. It was a Bijan Robinson special. Yeah, it's dead. Dead uh, play. I it should be second eleven, and now it's yep. second and two. Yep. Hundred yep. percent. Yeah, that is great. C.J. Baxter, in the snaps I saw, uh, he's still kind of hurt, and he's going to keep getting hurt because he's a freshman running back. He doesn't know how to protect himself. But yeah. uh, his vision is real good. You can very much I, see that. I he's can a little see, high. He, yeah, he runs way too high. Yeah, he, doesn't so know how to, he doesn't know how to protect himself. Yeah. But I can, wise, see, I can oh, yeah. see what he sees, and it's next level. And when he gets up to 228 and he's rocked up and he can protect himself a little better, he's going to be busting big runs over and over. Um, The run blocking wasn't great early. When Baylor got a little frustrated and we started asserting ourselves, I I liked what I saw. Yep. Because we just kept running inside zone and we were getting chunks. Agreed. Liked it a lot. Uh A.D. Mitchell had some horrendous blocks or no blocks, <laughs> not just on the first play of the game, which costs uh, 
six, uh, negative six yards, but on a couple of run plays, Brooks, Brooks is going to finish with about one, about 130, 140, let's just say. Uh, that said, A.D. Mitchell uh, moves around pretty good. When he's out there running a route, uh, you can tell the defender did not expect him to be able to like yeah. gear up or gear down. Yeah, how'd he do that? Yeah. Well, did you see the little one, the one where he used the official? <laughs> no, I didn't. But... It was third and fifteen, and we just did a little flip to him in the in in a shallow seam. About oh, you're talking about the little the little cross. I didn't see the official part. I know what play you're talking about, but I didn't see the oh, official. Oh, he, Ad Mitchell saw the official, saw the guy pursuing him at an angle, and he scraped the guy off the official, and then ran forward and got the first down. It's nice. pretty sweet. That was nice. No, I mean, the guy's obviously supremely talented as a receiver. And just, you know, you're probably not going to get much out of him in the blocking game. But Yeah. He giveth, he taketh away. I think Worthy is normally a really good blocker, but he got Baxter blown up on one play. I, yeah, I yeah, saw that. He had a little inside crack back or whatever on a safety or a backer. And, may, I mean, the safety shot the gap and filled the hole really well. So, I mean, I you know. It's a tough block to make, but yeah. I just remember I I just sat down and looked up at the TV and I just saw Baxter get destroyed. I was like, ooh, what was that? Yeah. You watch the replay and you're like, oh, I, no, that, that's where that guy came from. Yeah, JT Sanders, five catches, 110 yards. That 49-yard sweet one-handed grab from Ewers up the seam. He and Gunnar Helm both just did work running up the seams all night. Hey, Helm, Helm looked unbelievably athletic after the catch on that screen. He I wasn't good. expecting. I was not expecting that. I, he even I, set I, up for, his blocking. Did you see him? Blo- I mean, he looked like a skilled runner. Yeah. Uh, it was it com- caught me completely off guard. Well, if you go back and watch his huddle, which no one should do because you have lives, but he was a flex wide receiver basically in high school. He, he did not really? ever put his hand down. Colorado so played, guy? Is that right? Cherry Creek, right up the road. And so Cherry Creek is like a, a discount half-ass Westlake up here. So they're kind of a program school, and they, they win the state title like every other year. Um, they're not as good as like a Westlake or a Lake Travis, but like kind of that idea, right? And he was their flex-out tight end in quotes, but he gotcha. never really he, – he was like a blocker out on the edge, flexed, and then he'd catch touchdowns. That was his job. No, I mean, I, I, I mean, I was impressive run after the catch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, our tight that's, end. I mean, that's really encouraging for moving forward. That's encouraging because, I mean, you you kind of tell that Baylor basically was like, "Hey, uh, Worthy and Mitchell aren't going to beat us." And they're like, "Okay, cool. We'll just terrorize you over the middle of the field." Yeah. So combined, our our tight ends, Randy, had seven catches for 147 yards. That yeah. dog will hunt. That's 21 yards a catch from the tight end position. That'll hurt your That'll hurt your defense. Oh yeah. Is there any, are there any other superlatives we need to throw out? I mean, it's just a complete ass kicking. Even if, I mean, even more the the box score says it's an ass kicking, but it's even worse oh, than the was, box score. No, it was it, it was an ass kicking. I mean, uh, Texas ramped it down in the second half, and not in a, a negative way, like they played poorly. It was just like, all right, let's it's time to play a bunch of guys and get out of here. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought I thought Blue ran ran pretty good on his. Red had a good good little. Um, field run, sort of cutting it back and getting positive yardage out of nothing. Yep. Did you see Blue put both hands on the ball 
uh, on yeah, one of I his runs. That. I think he, <laughs> think he probably got the message on that. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, all in all, I mean, first conference game of the year, I think that's about as, uh, about as good as you could have expected other than, uh, than putting the ball on the turf on special teams. Yeah. And, well, doink, look, and doinking a field goal. I, I think, so we said, uh, we were talking before we got on and said, hey, maybe RJ Martinez is the guy they start next week. It wouldn't surprise me. I, I would, unless Shapen's better. So if Sha he has an MCL, so he should be back next week or the week yeah. after. I mean, it, it shouldn't be this prolonged. Yeah. Assuming it's like a, a second grade, or, you know, right. grade two, whatever it's called. Uh, mm -hmm. If Shapen's back, he's their best chance to win. He's also their best chance to stay out of the cellar because the cellar of the Big 12 is pretty clear now. I mean, Houston is, is at the bottom. Yeah, dominant uh, win today. Yeah, over Sam Houston. <laughs> go, go Bearcats. Uh, Oklahoma State not only sucks, they might be quitting. Yeah, that's a rough deal there. Uh, well, they so, lose by seven to Iowa State. I can't believe they gave up 34. I can't believe there were that many points scored in that game, to be honest with you. But anyway. I, 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 they had played three times. I didn't think they'd total 61 points. I give – yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I think those two I think those two are firmly uh, chilling on the bottom. Well, so here's good news. Uh, we just played one of the dregs in their place on the road. We're going to yep. play another one of the dregs in their place on the road. And we get the Kansas States. We get – oh, by the way, you know another team we can add to the dregs list, Randy? They talk a lot. They're out west. I don't know if you can add them to the dregs or not, but I'm surely enjoying this. I want uh, to. This path. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm enjoying – if they end up in the dregs, I'm enjoying the path that they're taking to get there. I'll tell you what. You look at their schedule, and the easy wins are not – Easy to find. No, I, I don't think their record is going to be good. I just don't know that you They may can... not suck, right? Yeah, there you go. They may still be competitive. Correct. They may, they may have a whole bunch of competitive losses. Yeah, so I, I don't know if you saw. Did you see, Is was Tyler Shuck hurt badly, or is, is he done? Or Didn't. No, I didn't get a chance to see that. I, they I put, don't know. They put Baron Morton in, and he did not look good. I'm shocked that the person that everybody was calling for for forever that the coaches wouldn't play wasn't as good as all the fans thought. Yeah. We shall see. My goodness. Uh, no, I don't, I don't know what, uh, what the situation was there, but uh, yeah. Oh, Neil Brown lives to fight another day. Yes, sir. Uh, do they play Houston this year? Yes, they do. Oof. That's going to be a fun one. Yeah. Donovan Smith is going to be looking for some revenge against the Red Raiders. But, yeah, man, I thought that was interesting. Any any parting thoughts on any of the incredible games today or the not-so-incredible games? Like, uh, Dion got his comeuppance, as I predicted and as I bet heavily. Uh, I don't think that's a shocker. I mean, yeah, in, anybody was surprised by that. Well, actually, I do know a lot of people who were surprised by that. Well, they're all idiots. 82% of public money no went way. on Colorado. No yes. way. Yes. With no Travis Hunter. So I don't care if they would have had Travis Hunter. Here's a little fact for y'all who are gamblers, or you maybe be kidding me. If you're not gamblers and you think this, the the mythology of Vegas is that they move the lines to exactly have the money 50-50 on either side, and that's not true. No. Vegas took a position saying 
Colorado is going to get blown out. All the books took that position and they didn't care how much public money came on Colorado. They weren't going to change that line, certainly below 20. No. Yeah. And so now on most Joe Schmo type games, do you, do you manipulate the lines around to get 50-50 and then you make your 10% in the middle? Absolutely. But anyone who ever tells you Vegas books don't take a position, just, just know that they're wrong. And you can use this as an example. One of many. Uh, Florida State, Clemson, kind of like the Notre Dame-Ohio State ending, right? I mean, Clemson could have easily won the game. They should have won the game. So I was about to say, I was uh, 10 minutes ago old when I realized that Clemson actually had a, sh what, a 20-some-odd-yard field goal? with a 29-yard field goal. Missed it. And then Florida I had, State. I had Florida State in a in a rather large uh, parlay, so I'm glad they won. Not a huge Clemson fan either. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know if that necessarily plays into – I guess it probably would have helped us, maybe, if Clemson knocks them off. But yeah, the thing is, we're going undefeated, so I don't know if you knew that, and it won't matter. At uh, this point, it's... it's more likely than not in my mind. But uh, we'll see if that team shows up again. Tell you what. The message that was conveyed by that win, not just a change of power in the ACC, but Florida State, the best team in the country that was in, almost entirely constructed by the portal. Not Colorado. Not any teams. I mean, now I thought, you, I thought you were about. I thought you were talking about Texas State. Sorry. No, uh, no, no. Florida State. Yeah, yeah. Texas State's like the entire portal. Uh, but no, Florida State. Almost all of their big guys, Johnny Wilson, oh, yeah. Keon yeah. Coleman. Yep. I mean, they're dudes. These are all portal guys, and they're taking down a Clemson homegrown team. Dabo hates the portal. Yep. And Keon Coleman makes the key amazing catch, by the way, in overtime. To yes, win the it game. was. Uh, Saw that and, highlight. That was a great. Keon great. was the guy who, who dominated LSU, right? So uh, very interesting. And Florida State's offensive line, by the way, almost entirely portal guys. So, so I, a very interesting shift in college football. So I saw none of the CBS games. Uh, Bama, Ole Miss, anything important there? Uh, really. I don't know if you know this, but Jalen Milrow can throw a deep ball and run the ball. Well, yeah. That's, I don't, so, I'm not real sure why. I am firmly convinced he was either suspended, hurt, or Nick Saban was basically just like, I'm going to throw the middle finger to everybody that wants to see my backup quarterback. And as soon as you watch what I have at backup quarterback, we're going to go right back to Milrow next week. So it was the latter. Was, it was the latter with a modification and that Reese was undercutting Milrow. And he yeah, sold true. it as like, this guy's, you know, he can't read, run my offense. He can't run. You know, people are just going to stack the box. And then he puts in his guys. They suck. Saban goes, well. And then Reese goes, and Saban says, are you going to install the quarterback run game you should have installed in August? And Reese goes, yes, sir. We have a day and a half. I'll try my best. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. And that's what Bama looked like. Uh, Bama actually kind of controlled the game. Uh, and it yeah. took him about a quarter and a half to run the correct offense. Yeah. No, I mean, I heard it. Oh, oh, oh Alabama's not the – no, Bama's still really good. 
Yeah, they, they still just, got a, they still got they a, few a dudes. really stupid thing last week, but probably wasn't stupid in the long run. But yeah, well, Reese, and, Reese is going to be looking for a new job next year. Uh, there's no doubt. And you know, look, ultimately the buck stops with Saban. He's yeah, the guy. No, I mean, it's, it's on him. To, yeah, you're right. He but, treated Reese like he was an experienced offensive coordinator yeah. who was flexible and had a wide background and could do a lot of different stuff. But Reese only knows how to run what he knows how to run. Mm-hmm. So Alabama is going to be scrambling to install the rest of this offense. Suggests to me that actually their offense will get better as the, the season progresses. No, I agree. And I hope it does. Yeah, we, we need to be heavy Alabama fans. If, if you guys uh, hate Alabama, get over it because we want Alabama to win games. You're correct. Uh, hey, did Connor Wegman, like how, did you watch the Aggie game? How badly saw, is he hurt? I saw the highlight and my wife was actually at the game. Um, it, the hit didn't look like it got him in the ankle, but he went down and immediately grabbed his ankle. Uh, um, and he was not moving very well post that. So that could be a uh, an issue for them. Although... Just looking at the box score right now, um, Johnson seems like he played well. Um, Auburn is the Auburn of like my childhood, where we recruited all defensive players somehow, and we're going to dominate you. But our offense is anemic. Yeah, and their quarterback is oh god, it's painful. Who did they play? Because they have a couple. Well, they well they started the. Uh, uh, what's his name? The transfer guy. Oh, Peyton Thorn from Michigan. Thorn. Uh, he's awful. The, from the little bit that that I saw. Um. Then they had uh the Ashford kid in running, you know, pure Yolo. To yeah, your Yolo offense or whatever, and then he disappeared late. <laughs> And I only saw like the end of it and whoever they put in at the end of the game, I don't know if it's because they're like, Hey, we have to throw it or what the deal is. Um, but he seemed, I don't know, halfway competent, but once again, he looked better throwing the ball than, than either of the other two did. But I mean, you know, late game scenario, obviously they didn't put points on the board. So it really doesn't matter. Their running backs are good. Yeah, three Aub- of them. Are, Auburn's yeah. running backs are always good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's it's literally. I mean, we're back to to old Auburn right now, where it's like, do we do we have any offensive chance to score any points? Like, I mean, it's so I don't know, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. The Wigman thing didn't look good. I didn't hear anything. I'm I can, I'm sure I'll get word on that on on Monday at work, but. That's a bummer. I like Connor Wegman. I think he's. I, I think. think he's good. Uh, yeah. I think. I he's, think he's potentially think he's good. a good quarterback. Yeah, I think he's a good quarterback and good player. And he's a really good baseball player too. So I got that going for him. <laughs> you had you had to work it <laughs> in. I like it. Well, hey man, uh, I'm I'm fired up about the performance on the road. Uh, yeah, yeah, Baylor's not good. I, if you guys listen to the podcast I did with Ian, if you listen to the podcast I did with Randy a few days before, we were like Baylor's not good, uh, and Baylor's not good, but. Texas did what you should do to a team that's not good, and you beat them by 32 comfortably. That's correct. Uh, Texas could have piled it on a little more, probably if they felt like it, but they didn't feel like it. Definitely. All right, man. Any parting thoughts? Any parting shots? Any any uh, early preview or thoughts on Kansas? Kansas ain't 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 what we're used to. Four no, man. No, it's not. 
Well, I guess it is kind of our, the old Kansas, because I guess I'm old enough now to where the old Kansas was the good Kansas. And there was a Todd bad Reesing. Kansas in between. Yeah, that, that era. Right. Uh, offense is going to be dynamic. Going to have to score some points, I think. Um, I think our defense can be disruptive, but I, I mean, I, I don't think we're going to hold them to, you know, seven to 10 points or anything like that. I think they're going to probably pop a couple and score some. So we're going to have to score some on our own. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I think if we hold them to the twenties. Um, yeah. That's not, that's good. I, I mean, I think we're the better team. I, I'm not, not trying to skate around that. I mean, we should come out and, and, uh, establish, uh, establish a, a sound game plan on offense to take advantage of their defense. And then, like I said, I defensively, I think it's just sort of a, it's an interesting offense to defend. So it wouldn't surprise me if it takes us a little bit of uh, actual game reps to sort of mm-hmm. get our, uh, get our footing on, on what we're looking at and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I, I don't think they're going to overwhelm us on uh, by any means on the defensive side of the ball. I think, I think we have the person to match up with them. It's just, Hey, it's a good, it's a good offense. We have a good defense. There's going to be some give and take there, but uh, I think there will be plays to made by our plays to be made uh, from our defense to uh, to potentially tip it even further into our favor. Red zone and turnovers will be big. Yep. And I like how they performed against Baylor. Uh, hey, you know our punt returners gave us some reps in the red zone, and the defense came up came up big. I think that'll be big. Um, and then offense just needs to like. The op- our offense has to score, and yes. you can't screw around with field goals or missed opportunities. Correct. Kansas's defense has improved. They're not good, but they've improved. Oh no, they're. I mean, yeah, it's definitely a better group than what you've what you've seen. But yeah, they're they're not yeah. a uh, I, not I, a I'll formidable be, group by any chance. I'll be more than happy to to roll out of there with a thirty-five to twenty-four win. You know. Oh yeah, work yeah. for me. I think I can't remember who one of the I think it was one of the IT guys that was saying I know one of the pregame shows I was listening to when I was out and about doing chores and whatnot today, but the the Bama game gave you the uh basically your uh you you now have the right to uh survive in advance. Fair uh, enough. Pretty pretty is uh pretty's fun and pretty's good to look at, but um I, we don't we don't always have to be pretty from here on out. Well, and honestly, it's to our it's to our advantage that our next two opponents keep winning. Kansas and OU, right? Oh yeah, 100%. So you, you beat a couple of undefeated teams and that that only helps you uh in perception and uh it gives you the ability as you said that, you know, should Texas even stub their toe, you still got a fighting shot for bigger ambitions, right? Correct. Um, Very much. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, this was fun. I like these. These are. I good. like these. Let's we do. Need... Hey, Sark. Let's let's mix in a couple more. Uh, we're talking to Sark, not Steven. That's what. Right? That's why I emphasize Sark. All right. Good. And we we're talking to Crew Cut Quinn, not uh, <laughs> yeah. not not Roadie for yeah. uh, Spinal Tap Quinn. Yeah. No. That's uh. Th- those are good. I like those. Let's, let's mix in a mix in a couple more. All right, man. Hey, for Randy Boone, I'm Paul Wadlington saying. Hook him. Hook him. Interest rates are up and the market is tumultuous. And now more than ever, you need the best darn possible mortgage broker working on your behalf. That's Gabe Winslow. And you can reach him at 832-557-1095. Or you can go to mortgagesbygabe.com. What makes Gabe so unique? 
Well, he's incredibly bright. He's a UT grad. He's got a law degree. He's been in the mortgage industry for over 20 years, and he is a true mortgage broker. What does that mean? It means he can shop for the best deal at over 80 different lenders and find you the terms that best suit you. Most mortgage guys you talk to won't reveal that they have exactly one size fits all for you and exactly one conduit to get your loan. If you are in these hyper competitive markets and you're in these markets that have frankly gotten a, less, a lot less friendly to the consumer, you need the best possible person working on your behalf. That's Gabe Winslow. He has our full endorsement. You can reach him at 832-557-1095. Do you need a realtor in Central Texas? Of course you do. We all need a realtor in Central Texas. Even those of us who live in Dallas or Houston or San Francisco or Denver, Colorado, you need to go to Central Texas anyway. And the reason is Laura Baker is a fantastic realtor. She's great at what she does. She's a member of the elite Andy Allen team for Keller Williams. You can reach her at 512-784-0505. Talk with Laura if you're thinking about putting your house on the market. This is a great time to get market comps. Uh, if you're looking to buy in the market, you need all the help you can get. Call Laura and it's 512-784-0505.